0: Everybody and welcome to episode 274 of 41 on
1: 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And I've found that a table saw is a useful tool for cutting a big piece of wood into lots of smaller pieces of wood so they fit in the garbage can after I've made the first cut on the inside of the line I drew instead of the outside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Measure twice, cut once. Yep. Or is that how that goes?
1: Yes.
0: Cut. Cut again. Cut a couple more times. Throw out. <laughs> That's how Leatherface does it. Ooh, that got dark. Yeah, what? so this week we are talking about tools. <laughs> yeah, so tools as in tools and repairs and fixing stuff and that sort of thing. And, you know, what did you do when you were a kid and things broke? And did you fix things did you take things apart? Did you? What are you doing now? Are you fixing things with the <laughs> things and the fix it and the fix it and the things and the pudding pops. Oh, that just got dark.
1: Oops, my tool's in you,
0: Racist. What? 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 If you like racists.
1: I was not going with that. I was waiting for something better. (laughs) If you like pudding pops, (laughs) you might like the shows on the Podcast Collective. Potato, potato. (laughs) Such as the Bad Parenting Podcast, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, Tales from the Hard Side, Talk Music to Me, and of course, the Rad Dad Radio Hour.
3: (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh the trolling motor stalled <laughs> it's like he's grabbing
0: uh, a very small chainsaw look
2: uh, at this junior. the baby has a tiny chainsaw Aww.
0: all
4: right
2: so if you like our
0: older stuff itunes blueberry stitcher talk to you podverse fm dot com, and leave us some reviews on pod chaser wow we got one, as a matter of fact. Didn't we, we did. We got a, uh, a review on Podchaser, and <clears throat> I forgot who it's from Voodoo Steve. Voodoo Steve, yes. Voodoo Steve said that he enjoys our show, which we appreciate.
1: The awesome thing about when people leave us a review on Podchaser is it puts us to the front of the Podchaser page, mm-hmm. which we are on their front page now under community reviews. Yeah. So we appreciate you.
2: Yeah, yay. yeah. Thank you.
0: I am. I am concerned because it does say we have 400 episodes. Unless you guys have been doing episodes when I've not been around, I'm concerned about just that.
2: one. Oh, guys, the jig is up. Run!
0: <laughs> You've been podcasting behind my back, you bitches!
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm fucking someone else, Mike. I swear.
1: Oh, okay, that's cool then. <laughs> oh, and uh, by the time this episode airs, uh, I will be appearing once again on. Did you do your homework? <laughs> oh, oh, yay! Did,
0: Did you?
3: <laughs> nice.
0: So uh, hit, and if you want to call us, 708-NOW-RAP, 708-669-9727. Now for the traditional... Wait,
3: do you have
1: a topic yet for that show, Mike, or uh, Josh? What? Uh, the... It's probably going to be something on the 90s that isn't remakes. Uh, we're still hashing out exactly what. Mm. All right, just curious. Because they just did nostalgia, and that's sort of our thing here, so I want to retread well-trodden ground.
0: That was quite a sentence.
1: Yeah. I, like I this try to make sentences
0: of alliteration. Treading in the trotting and the putting pops and the ding a ding a ding Oh, Jesus. Not again. Yeah, right. I think it's about that time. <laughs> no, it can't be about that time. It can't? No, because no? I, I don't have the sound queued up yet. Oh.
2: Oh. <laughs> it's almost about that it, time. It, Wait. It. Do, do we have any other feedback then? <laughs> Whoop. No. Oh, well, hey. All right. <laughs> well, the wheels have come off already. <laughs> it's,
0: and it's about six minutes in and we're all already here. <laughs> all right. It's about that time
3: yep. this week in
0: music movies and
2: tv And sports. <laughs> Oop. this is the professionalism you've come to know and love folks
0: well you're half right <clears throat> so everybody if you're paying attention and <laughs> you have the home game joel just made a uh tim the tool man reference so everybody drink
4: <laughs> i was trying to do a home improvement thing well, that's yeah, what he just that's said, the Tim same, the Toolman.
0: That's the same thing, dude.
4: Oh, I well, my internet's cutting out again, damn it.
0: That doesn't change who Tim the Toolman is. <laughs> I don't think uh, you understand, you don't understand how the internet works, do you? So.
1: We'd call Joel Thanks, a Tim. tool,
0: but tools are useful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. All right, so Joel. No, not Joel. Not yet. Patrick went yeah. with September what? 17th, what? 1991, the airing of the pilot of Home Improvement, starring Tim Allen, Patricia Richardson, and three annoying connectors. And what about, uh, what's, what was his assistant's name on the show?
2: Oh, Al. um, yeah, Al. but what is his real name? Uh, Richard Kahn, right? Kahn! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, he was the only watcher person attack. on the entire show, except maybe Wilson. Yeah, I was going say, Earl Heinemann was not bad, The neighbor. Yeah, but the entire yeah, family really needed awesome. to burn. Yeah, uh, she wasn't bad when she wasn't so getting shrill, you know.
1: So when she wasn't speaking.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, low hanging fruit, but still funny. dude, funny. I hate that show. Yeah, that's my parents liked it, and I had I've watched a lot of it because of them because they I was in high school at the time, so I didn't have a choice as to what was on TV. So I've watched a lot of Home Improvement, and I I have I, too. I did not care for that show either. Luckily, that's not what we're talking about this week.
0: No. no, we're talking about actual tools. Yes. On that note, Joel, music. Music.
4: The number one song in the land was "The Promise of a New Day" by Paula
1: Abdul.
4: Not I her worst. Song.
1: Yeah, I don't know that song either. What? Yeah, you
2: do.
0: We do.
1: Uh-oh.
2: Yeah. Yep. It's one of those. Yeah. yeah. Cue it up, Mike.
0: Ah, shit. Well, chat, chat amongst yourselves. Or right. I Cue it. it
2: up. Is, I mean, I, I swear you know this song. I would sing it for you, but um, I'm not going to. Um. Way to be Good helpful. a though. reason as any. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like how the the verses go. I know I know the chorus. It's not that great of a song, but I can't I can't even believe it got up to number one. To it's be the honest with you.
3: promise of a new day.
2: That's Christ not promise of, how it of goes a new thing. day. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes.
4: I don't know. I've never heard it. I'm just making up.
2: Yeah. Well, I did sing it. Uh-huh. What? Jesus. You got to get to the chorus wherever that is cuz that's where I think they'll recognize it. No,
0: nothing. I tapped on the middle of the bridge.
2: Yeah, yeah, unfortunately it's
0: Start on
2: I mean I, I literally it's, it's only going to be the chorus that you have any chance of recognizing.
0: Yeah. See? Okay. she's singing. All right, here yeah. here it
2: comes here it comes right here. Mm-hmm.
0: Vaguely
4: familiar. It doesn't ring a bell.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember that song.
2: Yeah, very average song of hers.
0: Not the best, not the worst.
4: So, uh, Jordan Elizabeth Bramlett was born September 17th. A singer best known for being an American Juniors finalist, she went to Los Angeles after the show to develop her music career. While recording in Los Angeles, her label head got her to audition for P. Diddy while he was in town at his hotel room, and Diddy signed her to Bad Boy Records on the spot. Her song Rockstar was featured on an episode of The Hills, a commercial for American Idol, and an episode of Make It or Break It. Her other song, Rock and Roll Girl, was featured in the film Polly World. McCoy was dropped from Bad Boy Records, and her album Just Watch Me was shelved. Before she was dropped from Bad Boy Records, Jordan released her only EP, Jordan McCoy. Mm. Boy, P. Diddy dropped her
2: like it was hot. Wrong rapper. I know. Okay, as long as you know. The reference stands.
0: As long as we're clear on everything.
2: The reference limps.
4: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, Robert W. Derminer, a.k.a. Rob Tyner, was an American (laughs) musician best known as lead singer for the Detroit proto-punk band MC5. His adopted surname was in tribute to the jazz pianist McCoy Tyner. It was Tyner who issued the rallying cry of kick out the jams, motherfuckers, at the MC5's live concerts. Tyner had originally auditioned as the bass player, but the band felt his talents would be best used as a lead vocalist. How well, often September does that happen? <laughs> that's like
0: the basis being the lead singer.
2: That Set is up. exactly the basis being the lead singer. That's.
0: I think he was attempting
2: irony. No, I think he just read the sentence but didn't read it.
0: I, that's correct. <laughs> I was focusing on,
4: on reading it correctly, but I wasn't paying attention to what was actually being said. <laughs> I was just was trying to make it sound clearer and That's going to be and...
0: the title of your autobiography. I wasn't paying attention to what was being said.
4: Who <laughs> are you again? Anyway, on September 17th, Tyner suffered a heart attack in the seat of his parked car close to his hometown of Berkeley, Michigan. He was taken to Beaumont Hospital in Royal Oak, where he died and was absorbed.
2: Motherfucker.
1: Aw.
4: That sucks. Indeed. And finally, in music, Spencer Locke was born September 20th in Winter Haven, Florida.
2: Oops. This is supposed to be in uh, TV, I think. Whatever. (laughs) I just realized
1: that. This is, yeah, definitely definitely not music. Nope. Well, go
2: ahead and read it.
4: Oh, I was going to cut and paste it. Okay. No,
2: stop. You're going to fuck everything up. Stop that. <laughs>
4: uh, she is an actress known for her roles in Cougar Town, Monster House, Detention, and Kmart in the Resident Evil film series, and not a musician.
2: Yeah, they could have gone on in TV or movies. I don't know what I did. Well, obviously, I cut and pasted in the wrong spot. All right. To well, Let's go to movies now. Yes.
1: Movies. The number one movie in the land was Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare.
0: Yeah.
2: Meh. Nah.
1: Yeah. Not
0: never the best. It. Never saw it. Yeah, you don't. It's not It's Not one of them that you have to get out of your way for. Yeah,
2: yeah. I probably never will see it because, I mean, there's so many other things I need to watch first. Right. Yeah,
4: definitely not the best in the series. <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> On September
1: 14th, at the 16th Toronto International Film Festival, the Fisher King won the People's Choice Award. Now, you should totally go out of your way to go see that. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, good. Am You've time. seen the Toronto International Film Festival? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Wow. One of
0: my favorite films of all time. The Toron- yeah. Wow. I didn't realize you were that much of a Canadian fan, Joel. The Fisher King, eh?
1: Ooh. I actually uh, was in Canada not far from Toronto during the TIFF. It was the reason we didn't go to Toronto uh, in those particular days because it was real difficult to get into town. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
4: Could have seen a lot of uh, Canadian celebrities, eh? Perhaps. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: Would have been Ter- Colin, Colin Mockery And Michael J. Fox
4: No, Terrence and Phillip.
2: Oh, and uh, I
0: remember I was working at the video store When uh, Fisher King came out And I saw Robin Williams and I saw the cast And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be fantastic And I, I was expecting this laugh riot Type of thing And Actually,
2: I, You know, the, the group therapy session breaks out
0: I know, I was like, when I finished I'm like, well, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be But I'm not Upset about that Right. Great soundtrack, Shot, though.
4: Shotgun murders in a restaurant aren't uplifting?
2: <laughs> and like that, you're on a list. Oh, damn it. Not that again. sounded like the name of an album, though.
0: What? You're on Shot- a
2: list? Shotgun, shotgun murders in a cafe aren't uplifting. If
1: sound?
4: you leave out the uplifting part, then you've got something.
2: All
1: right, I'm moving on. Oh. Angelo Salvatore Rossito, is that right? Rossito? Or, Rossito. I don't know. I have no idea. Rossito was an American actor and voice artist. He had dwarfism and was 2 foot 11 inches tall and was often billed as Little Angie or Little Mo. Angelo first appeared in silent films opposite Lon Chaney and John Barrymore. Uh-oh. On screen, he portrayed everything from dwarfs, midgets, gnomes, and pygmies, as well as monsters, villains, and aliens, with appearances in more than 70 films. He made a screen screen debut opposite Barrymore in The Beloved Rogue. That same year, he appeared in Old San Francisco he appeared in the controversial 1932 film Freaks, directed by Todd Browning. One of us, one of us. <laughs> and another controversial film, 1938's Child Bride. Oh, yeah. During the 1940s, he appeared in several Poverty Row movies starring Bella Lugosi. He frequently appeared in television, television series and miniseries, particularly best known for the police drama Beretta, and his later film roles included appearances in Alex in Wonderland, Brain of Blood, Dracula vs. Frankenstein, Little Cigars, and Fairy Tales. His last major role. Okay, I'm was... sorry.
0: <laughs> Little Cigars is the one that threw me on that.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: it's the Monica Lewinsky story. <laughs> That's topical,
2: right? Yep. He, he, they wrapped him up in, in, in tobacco leaf. Oh, you know, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to finish that.
1: Ab 23. His... <laughs> His final major role was as Master, opposite Mel Gibson in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, he died on September 21st. Absorbed. Oh, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta watch Beyond
0: Thunderdome again. That sounds... So good. Little Cigars are Hazardous. You're 1973's Little Cigars. All right. <laughs> a gangster's former mistress hooks up with a troop of circus midgets who, as a sideline, rob banks and casinos. Why have we not watched this yet? Right? Where's the remake? <laughs> what? <laughs> It, what can we? What can we compare this to? It's got Billy Curtis. It's got Jerry Maron, Frank. No. Did you say
4: Fran Tarkenton?
0: We yes, got to I said Fran Tarkenton. That's exactly what I said. I think <laughs> really don't want to talk about tools. <laughs> we are. Look at all those little midges, man. them around, then
4: we're all part of the anyway.
0: TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I went down a rabbit hole. I'm back. That's
1: you. We can't move
0: on. The top shows in the land are 60 Minutes, Roseanne, Murphy Brown, and Hove Improvement until next week when they all just kind of change order a little bit and then very timely. Uh, 20th anniversary of The Price is Right is celebrated during the entire week on CBS. Remember, folks, spay and neuter your pets.
2: I got it. Yeah, we got it. Okay.
4: Are we supposed to laugh? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All right. that was a really creepy for uh staying <laughs> new to your pets joke joel <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: i do it myself
0: what all right um shows that debuted this week are super mario world which has the infamous fuck you luigi um mother goose and Grimm. that was a cartoon based off the uh the
2: dog and in the
1: old lady comic. Yeah.
0: yeah. Erie, Indiana, James Bond Jr., The Jenny Jones Show, The Montel Williams Show, Drexel's mm-hmm. Class, Step by Step, and who can't forget the Torkelsons? <laughs> wow, that's so much crap. <laughs> I don't know. Erie, Indiana. Carla right? and
2: Tork Torkelson. <laughs> what the
0: hell is the Torkelson's? You don't know the you Torkelson's?
2: Know? It's about wow. the Torkelson's. Peter Torkelson? Yeah. I have absolutely no idea what it was about, but it was a name that was too great to leave off.
0: All right. It's American Sick. Yeah, here we go. We're losing
2: Mike down another rabbit hole. <laughs>
0: 1991 and 1992 starring dun, dun, dun Connie Ray, Olivia Burnett, Lee Norris, Rachel Duncan, William Sheller, and a bunch of other people that you don't know that and care about.
2: That is a stellar cast. Wow. That's a stellar.
0: Yeah, that's awful.
2: That That is a negative one star cast.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All they're missing is Mario Van Peebles.
0: All right. So John Hoyt, born John MacArthur Hoystrat, was an American film, stage, and television actor known for a dour face and a stiff personality. He often played bureaucrats and lawyers. He had guest stints on Gunsmoke, Frontier (laughs) Doctor, Richard Diamond, Private Detective, Dick Diamond, (laughs) Riverboat, The Rifleman, The Untouchables, Bringing Up Buddy. Hogan's Heroes, Petticoat Junction, The Monkees, among others. He was also a guest player on the Acronym of the Week, which is
1: an extended T-D-B-A-G-A-S. I'm pretty sure that stands for Total Douchebags All Give Alien Syphilis.
4: <laughs> I think that's accurate,
2: actually. Huh. Very, Very, very close. What is I'm, that uh, one,
1: Mike?
0: That's actually the George Burns and Gracie Allen show. For a long time, George Burns was assumed to be an alien. And he had syphilis. I not, can't neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, because of his stern demeanor, his writers had him play opposite to the befuddled way strangers usually reacted to Gracie Ellen's convoluted behavior. In the teleplay, Hoyt simply would not tolerate Gracie's antics and immediately removed himself from the room. Lung cancer permanently removed him from the room from the screened Yikes. Actors Guild on September 15th. Ta da! Zorb? Oh,
2: I should have left it as permanent. I had it originally as permanently removed him from the room. I should have left it at that.
0: Yeah.
4: That's a hell of an acronym of the week you gave him.
2: Yeah, and I fucked it up, too, I realized. Did you? Well, yeah. Well, George doesn't start with a D, so. Oh, well, yeah, I, I totally just uh, acronym whatever letters you give Yeah, me. of course. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's my fault.
0: Thanks for pointing that out. Well, of course I got to point it out. Just like I said, 42 or 41, which, Joel, you're going to yeah. have to record this. You were right from last <gasps> week. Oh. <gasps> I had to re listen oh. to it. And I almost wanted to delete me telling you that I was going to go back and delete you, but it was too damn funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, well, I'm impressed you didn't like fix it all and delete it and, and everything. You left know, no. it in there.
0: Because if I did, it would have been. And in 1971.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all right.
4: I'll never live down the
1: fourth. I'll <laughs> oh, remember the fourth.
2: <laughs> remember, remember the fourth of November. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to sports. 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 Joe Carter became the first MLB player with three consecutive 100 RBI seasons with three different teams on September 13th. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. On September 13th, Houston native Kim Zmeskal became the first American to medal at the World Gymnastics Championships when she won the World All-Around Gold. I'm going to mess this up. And I, I had such a crush on her. Was she legal? Not at the time. Neither was he, so. No. I mean, I was, you know, I, I just, it was nothing creepy or anything. It just she, I just thought she was cute, and she's a very attractive woman now. I forgot all about her, though. I looked, and when, when I saw that name, I was like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I remember when she, uh, she was in, because by the time she was in the Olympics, she was legal, and that was when I got to know her. I didn't watch her in the World Gymnastic Championship.
0: All right, we should just stop this conversation, because the phrase, when she's legal, is really probably flagging something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, she, went, she represented the United States Mollipop in the Olympics game. in the Olympics twice. And she was the favorite to win the gold both times. But uh, both times she had to, had to perform with an injury. Yeah. Yeah. She had a broken uh, bone in her foot in the first one. And she had a, like a, I can't remember what the second one was. Some, she had some, she had, Oh, she tore her ACL after her first Jesus. performance. That's what it was in the second Olympics. So she didn't even get to finish.
4: That sucks. Yeah. Is she a coach now or something.
2: Yeah, 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 she's got her own place. She's actually she coaches some uh uh Dominique Swan or Swain or whatever her name is, who just yeah, won the gold medal. No, well, whoever was the, the the young girl that just won the medal, she's one of her coaches. The the, mm. little, the tiny little black girl, whatever. Her I, I name should
1: is. totally know who you're talking about because I actually follow that, and I'm just blanking.
2: Yeah, because she's from Houston too, and I can't remember her damn name. But uh, Simone Biles. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simone Biles. Thank you. Um, she's one of her, she was one of her coaches at one point. I don't know if she still is, but yeah, anyway, that's Kim meskel Uh, on September 14th, freshman Marshall Falk of the San Diego state Aztecs rushed for 386 yards on 37 carries with seven touchdowns in a 55 to 34 victory against the Pacific tigers. The 386 yards rushing is still an NCAA record for rushing yards in a game by a freshman. And at the time it was also the record for most rushing yards in a game by anyone. Imagine what he could have accomplished that had he started that night. Falk replaced the starting running back late in the first quarter after he was injured. Before that evening, all indications were that Falk was going to get a little was going to get little playing time during his entire freshman season. I didn't even run the scout team, Falk, sit, Falk said. Hmm. Yeah. Do you guys know what the, the scout team is by chance? No. No. Uh, basically, it's it's the it, it's the team that you play on in practice. And you have to run the plays that the other team is known to run, so that the actual people who play get to play against. It's, it's, that's how they practice for the game that's coming up.
4: So you're like the skins and the shirts and skins thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and you and you got to run, you know, the plays that other teams run. You don't get, even get to run your own team's plays, but you're still on the team, so it's kind of a, and you're and you're like the backups and everything to the guys who start and stuff. Oh. but he, and he's saying he wasn't even on that team.
3: So like the understudies. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly, hundred percent see understudies in sports. And he went in and uh, it basically in in little over two quarters had, a th- had already had 300 yards. And then in the fourth quarter, he got all the way up to 386. Pretty impressive. And he actually became one of the best running backs in the NFL history. Moving on. On September 16th, Atlanta's Otis Nixon was suspended for the rest of the 1991 season due to testing positive to cocaine.
0: <laughs> My, how things have changed. <laughs> right? It's only cocaine. We're good be <laughs> MVP now.
2: And lastly, on September 21st, after the Olympic Committee voted to allow professional basketball players into their games, USA Basketball announced the dream team lineup for the 1992 Olympics. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the greatest basketball team ever assembled reads like a wing of the Basketball Hall of Fame. There was Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, Clyde Drexler, Patrick Ewing, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Chris Mullen, Scottie Pippen, David Robinson, John Stockton. And their one required college roster spot was taken by the NCAA champion Dukes, Christian Laettner.
4: And Spud (laughs) Webb.
2: And that team went on to just destroy... Everyone, yeah, there was
0: no competition. I, I I remember watching it and like after the game when the other team would just like run up to them and be like, oh my gosh.
2: Well, Charles Charles Barkley tells a story about um they were playing like Angola or somewhat you know some random African team and he was posting this guy up. And he looks over, and he notices the guy's not even playing defense on him. He's looking at his bench and smiling because one of the guys on the bench has a camera, and he's taking a picture of him as Charles Barkley is posting him <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it's like we know we're gonna lose.
2: Yeah, he's like, he's like, look at this, look at this. I'm playing basketball against Charles Barkley.
0: <laughs> that as as one sided as that year was, it still was amazing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean that was that was just fun to watch. I mean cause,
0: well, it was fun to watch, and then the other team. That's the thing that I liked about it: is that the other teams were just ecstatic to be, you know, like going up against Pippin and Ro- and Robinson and Jordan and all that. They were just happy exactly. to be on the on the court with them.
2: Exactly, and and there will literally never be another team assembled like that.
0: Oh yeah, because they were like, you know, <laughs> that was a little one sided. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I remember when they announced the team when they were just like. Well, there's one guaranteed gold.
2: Yeah, because everybody had, uh, you know, th- the last time that that the Olympics had been held, uh, we didn't win the gold. So it was a big upset. And everybody was like, you know, well, this isn't right. We, we don't even have our best representing us. And they changed the rules. And all the pros were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go get that gold back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it you need us to do? We can do that. <laughs>
2: And that, yeah, now a lot of the guys don't even want to go do it. You know, they don't want. They don't want to play in the Olympics and stuff. They're like, that's my time off and blah blah blah. But back then they were. They were all like, yes please. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go kick some international ass. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. You want us to dominate the world? <laughs> all right. I'm down. Now I wonder. I wonder if there would be the same. I mean, if there would be the same lack of competition nowadays.
2: Well, I mean, everybody's allowed to have pros now, and pros, you know, come from all the countries around the world now. You know, I mean, there's a lot more international players in the NBA than there was back then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, every team has at least two or three pros on them now, you know, so it's there's a lot more parity. I mean, we still usually win, but it's, you know, there's a lot more competition now.
0: Yeah, it's not like a 50-point spread.
2: No, not at, not at all anymore. I mean, like I said, most teams have two or three pros on them anymore because, you know, I mean, the NBA is open to the world now. Cool.
1: Uh, plus, after the Space Jam, everyone's been training to fight
2: against aliens, <laughs> so there's that, too. I took that it, into account. You, got, you guys have heard there's a Space Jam 2 in the works, Yes, right? there is. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll be doing that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, Le- with LeBron James in the lead role.
0: I remember I put on Space Jam for the girls when they were little, and it started out with the time keeps on slipping song and all that, and they are like, who is this guy? You know, why is this guy? This was years ago. Why is it why are they showing this one guy playing basketball all the time? I'm like, well, it's Michael Jordan. He played for the Bulls. You know, we won this many rings, you know, and out of the blue, Kitty goes, Oh, it's a shame he's dead. <laughs> like, like Well, he'd be very upset to learn that. I don't know how you got there from that, but let's run with it. <laughs> so I won't lie, I let Kitty believe that Michael Jordan was dead for probably a good six years. I mean, not wow. like she was a big basketball fan to begin with, but so Joel, take us out, keyboard. That was entirely the wrong order.
2: (laughs) 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 Don't don't worry, we'll fix that in post. No, we won't.
0: But, uh... All right, so... We decided to do a show on tools. Uh, And not so much tools, but like tools and the use of them. Repairs, fixing things... You know, when you were a kid, you know, did everybody hold a flashlight, or did you actually do anything with your dad or, you know, mom, or when they were repairing things? You know, how did that go? Um... Initially, I was off on the side. I wasn't I wasn't like 100% behind this. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is like a big, especially for guys, a big unifying thing where, you know, dad's working on the car or something and come out here. I want you to help me with, a, you know, I want you to help me with this.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, dads love to teach their sons the, the manly arts, as it were.
0: Yeah. So the question is, did, did your parents repair things or did they call someone in?
2: My, my dad was very good about repairing things around the house. I mean, he worked as a repair man, you know, an installer and everything in, for AT&T for years. So he was used to fixing and repairing things. He did most of the repairs around the house. And I was, uh, as, as he called it, mister Fixit Junior
4: Junior. <laughs> uh, you're a fix-it feeliger.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm going might- to wreck it.
2: But yeah, I would, I would always follow him around with, you know, and, and hand him his tools and stuff. And that's how I learned which tools were what. Okay
4: it would depend on the repair because my dad owning uh, rental properties, you know, he was pretty handy and did a lot of the repair stuff. But as he learned pretty early on when he's like, all right, come help me with this. And he's like, hand me the Allen wrench. And I'm like, is it this one? And I'd hand him, you know, a Phillips head screwdriver <laughs> just, or something.
0: Ellen, Ellen,
4: Allen, <laughs> get Ellen. over here. <laughs>
3: um,
4: he's like, I'll just get your brother to help. Um, <laughs> so I, I kind of, uh, uh until later in life wasn't very helpful but i tried you know i tried when i could
1: yeah my story is much like joel's only without all the trying (laughs) (laughs) i mean my dad was very handy and i was very not but my my brother kind of took that role okay did you
0: even try though i mean did your dad like
1: yeah i mean i i was pretty much hold the light
0: (laughs) (laughs) see i my my grandfather owned three properties out around the bucktown area chicago so we would go visit them on the weekends we'd show up on saturday and i'd be like all right i'm gonna watch you know uh next generation i'm gonna sit here and you know eat munch on snacks and chill out at grandma's house and then he would show up and michael what shit come with me okay so i learned okay learning how to uh work on water heaters uh learning how to plane outdoors so they wouldn't stick, you know, learning I mean, we go into these apartments that were just trashed by people. Um at one point there was the I want you to we're us we're standing in the back alley of one of the apartment buildings that we had back then. It was like on Greenview, like Milwaukee and Greenview area in Chicago. And he's like, I want you to crawl in there and about five feet in there's a pipe and you have to turn this lever to the right. And I'm like, uh, you want me to crawl in where?
3: <laughs> like,
0: uh, nope. There could be... St- oh, no, you don't tell my grandfather. Nope, you don't. <laughs> 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 it's not a thing. Um, but I did... I learned a lot of really... Cu- I Jerry-rig was a big thing of my grandfather's. was like, if it doesn't work this way, just...
2: Is that what he called it?
0: Yeah, Jerry-rig it. Now, he also has some confusion about... Uh, like, if you're working on... Electrical stuff like putting in, say, a lamp or light in the ceiling or a ceiling fan. He didn't want you to get shocked, so he would get upset if I wasn't if I wasn't standing on the ladder with one hand in my pocket. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> what in your pocket. Well,
2: electricity does, doesn't like pockets. You know that. Yeah,
0: I know. Well, apparently <laughs> his thing was if you're if you're standing there and you That's get electrocuted, what... if you're holding onto the ladder, it's going to go through your hand and you're going to get electrocuted. I'm like, well, what about my feet? And my thighs that are leaning up against this thing, and every other point of my body that's touching. Uh, just put your hand in your pocket, and then I'm like, I'm screw- I, mean, I need my hand, you know. And I'm like, I'm like gonna- Well,
2: electricity is known to dissipate in pockets. That's why. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it's, that's, that's where the term "hot pockets" comes from. Exactly.
0: See, hot finally, pockets. somebody knows what the hell I'm talking about here. Um, but yeah, he uh, he had some unusual ideas about fixing things. But I spent a lot of time with him, you know, working things with one hand in my pocket. <laughs> and the other one throwing I... a peace sign.
2: <laughs> Yikes! Oh, <Stupid. laughs> uh, that was better than my joke. I was going to go with a masturbation. All right. As I as I'm wont to do.
0: As you as is the thing you do. So, <laughs> did you did your parents ever have a situation where they had to call somebody in? Because like like my grandfather was always about fixing things. My gra- my dad was always about th- fixing things too. Did they ever have to reach a point where they had to call? Somebody in to fix it.
2: Well, as my father uh, taught me, the two things that you don't mess with unless it's like the little tiny minor repairs, electric. Are electric and plumbing.
4: Yeah, that's what my dad told me too. Although there, there were minor things that.
2: Yeah, if you if you got to go past do. the toilet, you call a plumber, and if you got to go past the the light switch, you call a plumber or you call an electrician.
4: Oh no, mm. we we he taught me how to uh, to install a toilet.
2: Yeah, my, yeah, my dad taught me that too. But I'm saying, like, if you got a, like, if there's a clog, if there's a, a clog, you can't clear out yourself. You don't, oh. you don't snake it yourself. You, co- you know, you call in a plumber.
4: Like, like if you got to get underground piping and all that. Exactly,
2: stuff. that kind yeah. of stuff. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, see, my dad was an electrician, so the electricity
4: oh. thing
1: not so much. Oh. That was his first, I think, first or second job in the press room, because uh, he he had a really long career uh, at the printers. And yeah, electrician was one of his first jobs there. Huh? He was like, "Hey, Josh, hold this wire." Mm. Yeah. Well, then he was the professional that people would call. Yeah.
4: That explains Josh's hair when we met him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I,
1: I definitely was not electricity safe. I believe I've told several of those stories on the show.
3: <laughs> well,
4: my dad, what he's like, you know, the only thing you really shouldn't mess with is the box, the breaker box itself. Like, he's like, if you're, you know, if you got to put in a new box in a house and you call the professional and you do that. Um, but well, I just, I just don't that,
2: mess with, I don't, I don't personally mess with anything that can burn my house down or fill my house with mine and anybody else's.
0: I mean, it's a good rule of thumb. He uh. has that written above his doorway.
2: <laughs> Please don't fill my house with poop or burn it down with poop. Well, with or without poop, don't burn it down in any fashion.
4: <laughs> uh, but I remember putting in, um, uh, uh 220 wiring for the, the dryer.
2: 220, 221, whatever it takes.
4: And um, that's right, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yes, it's right. I'm I'm quoting Mr. Mom. (laughs) Yeah, he's being an asshole.
4: So I, I was like, wait, did I say that right? Um, And being scared to death of of running that and that something was going to go wrong and I was going to burn the house down. That I was because when I moved back to Kansas City, he's like, you know, I'll I'll let you rent this this house that I bought, you know, for, for. basically next to nothing but you got to do all the repairs on it and it was to the studs so you know having not been a handy kid growing up <laughs> uh shut up um i i i got a lot of lessons from both my father and my brother on how to build a house from the studs out so i i've had a crash course later in life
2: it's pretty fun once you kind of get the grip. it's not it's not fun we don't know what you're doing but once you do if it's not your job if it's just something you're doing it's kind of fun because I've rehabbed houses before.
4: There's definitely a satisfaction in uh, completing something like that and then living in it.
2: You know. Yeah, that's what it. I mean. Like you, you can yeah. make it exactly what you want. You know. Like and, uh, that's what I. That's what I enjoyed about it. Because I was helping a friend remodel his house um, at one point. And we hung out in it and then he sold it and I'm like, damn it, dude <laughs> they, we, we we added on like a party room and all this kind of stuff you a know, little sunroom type thing and he had a pool that we built out a big old deck on and we did a bunch of other stuff Because he was he lived, you know, only a couple streets down from me, so it was easy to hop over and help him out. And he knew a lot of what he was doing and he taught me a lot of stuff too, so and then they went and sold the fucker. It's <laughs> like, I liked hanging out there, you asshole. What know. about
0: what about cars? Did your dad ever work in his car?
2: Yeah. Yeah. My my dad was big on, you know repairing you know because i remember he and his buddies would ha- be hanging around outside you know with the radio going and all their heads in the mm-hmm. truck it's kind of like kind of like a scene on you know king of the hill that was
0: exactly to- what that's I was exactly thinking. what i was mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm.
2: Yep,
4: uh-huh. that's a carburetor
2: mm-hmm. yep yep yep. well
1: and as i've mentioned one of my dad's hobbies was collecting and restoring antique cars so it was yet another way for me to disappoint my father <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can remember, like, riding around the big jack. Uh, like, we had a hydraulic jack to jack up cars. I'd ride around on that, ride around on the Creeper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, jack so and the Creeper
1: are be- actually the same guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is also actually, like, King of the Hill.
0: <laughs> yes. Like yes.
2: Bobby, yeah. That boy ain't right.
4: So he Pretty literally, much. I mean, did I, I know he, he owned the cars, but did he, like, build any from, like, the bottom up well i mean like
2: you're talking about like a scratch car like one of those no i'm
1: not talking about like a project car but yeah he definitely had stuff that was a frame and maybe an engine that needed a bunch of parts and he otherwise had to acquire
2: all the parts Hmm. that's that's really cool i wish i could do that shit yeah me too that i mean that's gotta make you feel like a man right there (laughs) (laughs) i I wouldn't know (laughs) <laughs> None of us know. That's what we're all, we're all like. Oh man, that's got to be cool to be that manly. Let me go roll up a character. That's that. That's that manly. It'll be fun to play. With. I'm
0: gonna roll up a character and have a glass of Chardonnay.
4: I'd be scared to drive anything though if I rebuilt it, even if I had the knowledge. Just
1: oh, we'll a, get to that.
3: <laughs> there's a certain oh, level nice, of
1: nice preview. Ni- nice foreshadowing. Because I've Um, told you guys that story, but I'm not sure it's ever made it onto the podcast. (laughs)
4: um, My dad never worked on cars. Um, I know there was a point uh, when I was in high school where my mom was like, you know, it'd be a good idea for you to learn how to at least change oil on a car, you know, and kind of learn
0: some basics um, so you can do it on your own. I'm sorry, I just had a flashback to you when you bought that car in the apartment. (laughs) Son, there is no oil in this car. (laughs) So the lesson stuck. What? Didn't you got that you got that car when we were living in the apartment? And you, all right. It must have been somebody else.
4: I don't <laughs> know what you're speaking of because I had I had uh Sybil until uh ninety uh 96, 97, and then I got um Trixie.
0: Alright. The mo the moment is gone. So I don't think that was <laughs> me, dude. But thumbs up. I don't I don't know.
4: <laughs> Um, so no, I never, I never, uh, learned how to do it, but I did change oil in a car once and that was time consuming. And I'm like, dude, if I can just pay somebody like 40 or 50 bucks to do this and get it done in like 20 minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've never understood the appeal of changing your own oil. It's just so simple just to take it for, for $40 and get it done. And if you go to one of those places, that's a car wash too. Then, you know, you get a free car wash out of it. Why wouldn't you just go do that? It's so simple.
4: Well, it's messy. It's time then consuming. You,
2: yeah, and, and you got to get rid of the oil then yourself, and they know right. how to dispose of it properly and all that shit. So just... Yeah,
0: I know how to dispose of it. You pour it on the fire out back and just let it, light that fucker up, man. I mean,
3: seriously.
2: Oh, somewhere a polar bear is crying.
4: <laughs> and dying.
2: <laughs> and oh. sighing.
4: And whining. He did that.
2: We're not going to go down this roof. No.
4: All right. Yeah, um... Um, but I think my mom knew more about cars than my honestly, and I still don't know how to change the blinker fluid to this day. Did, did you just say
0: blinker fluid? Uh, huh. Oh, see my dad, we had a 1977 <laughs> or 78 VW bus. It was orange on the bottom. It was cream on the top. Um, so it was a cream yeah, it was so sweet. Remember sitting in the back and playing, uh, um, Millennium Falcon <laughs> in the very back. We used to drive. We drove that thing everywhere. Um, <clears throat> I remember driving through I think it was Addison when my dad got pulled over for a ticket because the the um muffler fell off.
3: <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> and we got We got pulled over for a noise violation <laughs> and but I will tell you my dad got into that thing and kept that sucker running for had to have been like 3 trips to 3 trips to Florida, a couple trips to Colorado, twice to Canada. Um that was our vacation. Thing, you know, because we would plenty of room in the back. You know, we had no idea what a seatbelt was. You know, we'd fold down the seat in the back, put a bed back there, and sleep while everybody was driving and all that. And um, My dad would work on that all the time uh, to keep it up and running. It was actually really sad when it finally got towed off by, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to say Victory Auto Wreckers because that would be cool. But, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he worked on that thing a lot. And he, with the car thing, he taught me, you know, it was... You know, showing me how to disassemble stuff, showing me how to take apart a catalytic converter, showing me how to take apart the um, flux capacitor. Yes, the flux capacitor, Joel. That's what we had in the bus. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, my dad was my dad was very much the. I don't. I'm not paying somebody to do something that I could figure out how to do myself. So he had. For back in the eighties and nineties, he had a bunch of books. You know how to keep your Volkswagen running forever. You know how to. If he bought a new car, he would get the, um, uh, what's the the name the brand of books that show the whole uh, disassemble of all the cars. Do you know what I'm talking you're,
2: about? You're asking the wrong auto audience. repairs
0: for dummies. No, no, no. there's there is there is.
2: Uh, know your audience. Is
0: that in the art of motorcycle maintenance. No, <clears throat> it is. Eat, love, pray what haynes
2: eat, haynes eat manuals
0: love. oh whatever haynes repair manuals uh, that uh, that's something haynes h-a-y-n-e-s never heard oh no, not like the underwear no definitely not like the underwear this this is haynes uh repair manuals is they get a hold of a car and they will show you how to disassemble and reassemble the entire thing and hundreds of thousands of different versions of these uh cars and you know, if you have a car, there's a Haynes manual for it. And if you need to take apart the transmission, it will give you a photographic step-by-step process of how to take it apart. And my dad had whatever car we had, we had a Haynes manual for it. Hmm. Yeah. So he would, you know, go in there and take it apart, rebuild it, kept that sucker going. Now, he tried to get me into it a little bit more than watching what he was doing and learning that way by uh, buying me a car for I think he paid twenty bucks and a and a three beers for this car and was a nineteen eighty eight Volkswagen Jetta. I had absolutely no interest in getting this car running. Set on my <laughs> <laughs> It sat on my driveway until some one of our neighbors threw a bottle rocket into it and set it on fire. Um so, Jesus. so that was fun. But uh but no my dad was very much I mean he he was the repair it if I can. I'm not paying somebody to come in and do it. We, we even put a fence around our house on our own because he refused to have somebody come in and pay it. We had like a whole thing. Like my aunts showed up, they cooked, uncles showed up, everybody showed up and we had like a fence putting up party, which I didn't know that was a thing.
2: Yeah, I
4: didn't either.
0: Apparently like a it is. Like barn
4: raising, but for a fence?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, come on, man, it's my family. We used to hang dead turkeys in the trees. So what the hell? What are you expecting? That's true. Oh, that's a good point. So
2: put robocop up on the screen and get yeah. the building
0: what was the biggest job that you ever had ever watched your dad have to take care of or your parents have to take care of hmm. Hmm. i mean did you ever have one of those moments where you know it it the you know you had the flood or any sort of disaster that your dad had your head had to take care of
2: well down here we have hurricanes and there was one one time i had to take care of the hurricane issue because my dad had to, you know,
1: <laughs> to go outside and deal with the hurricane. <laughs> Let's just, go away. I don't want
2: you here. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about cleaning the yard and cleaning everything up and all that crap. Oh, <laughs> you, jerk, you jerks. <laughs> go outside and shout up the hurricane. <laughs> if this Damn doesn't get hurricane. rid of him, I don't know what will. It took, it took me four straight days of work to clean all the, rubbage and garbage and stuff out of the yard and it was a and everybody was supposed to take all their um their limbs and everything cuz this is when we lived in a highly wooded area mm-hmm. and um yet everybody was supposed to take their limbs and put them out at the front of their yard so that you know the garbage people could come by and just collect all the limbs and everything with wood chippers and stuff and blah 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 by the time I was done I had the most limbs on the entire street it was about Literally about five feet talls worth of shrubs and limbs and everything, and it went down about twenty feet. Jesus, <laughs> I mean, it was insane. It was insanity how how much was in our yard. It, it took it took me about forty hours worth of work just to get all the stuff out of the back and front yard.
4: Hmm. Jesus,
2: yeah, it was it was crazy. So that was probably the biggest like project at that house, you know, at the main house we lived at. But there was another house that we owned a little bit earlier that we had to sell at one point. And that was a brand new house in a brand new neighborhood, and the big project in that one was trying to get the the backyard grass to grow because it kept dying <laughs> and my dad was getting so mad he was spending so much money on sod <laughs> what what was the end result Oh it, of it? it finally he finally got um he got one to catch you know eventually, but like, apparently the problem was just the soil was just it was too much clay and everything just kept dying but he finally got a clay friendly Tree, uh, grass got it to grow, and then you know a bunch of shit happened, and we had to sell that house and move. <laughs> and he was so he was so mad. He's like, I finally figured it all out. Got all the yard right. After now we all go. bad? yep. <laughs> the poor man hardly ever got a break in life.
0: So, uh, did you ever have a full on repair disaster in your house? Like, grab the buckets, grab whatever. We're you know this is this is what's happening tonight. We're gonna bail ourselves out of the kitchen or anything like that.
2: I've never been part of anything like that.
4: Yeah, I think the biggest things I can remember ever happening were, you know, toilets overflowing a couple of times, but uh, nothing major, thankfully. Knock on wood.
1: Yeah, that didn't happen up. for me when we had anyone handy who was good with tools. That waited until I was an adult. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> funny how
0: that happens. Now, <clears throat> I, I remember one, one morning where uh, you guys had all been to my house when we lived in Bolingbroke. It was one of those where you kind of walked in the front door, can walk upstairs on the left. And it was a raised ranch, so downstairs on the right. Mm-hmm. There used to be a wall at the bottom of the, of the uh, stairs there. And uh, like one Saturday morning, it's like 9 in the morning, all of a sudden you have this immense hammering going on. I wake up, come out there, and my dad has decided that he's going to—there used to be like an, an L-shaped wall at the bottom of the stairs. So it would be like you, instead of just walking downstairs, you had to walk, you would get to the bottom of the stairs, take a left, and then you'd have to walk around the corner to get into the actual, like, living room down there. And he decided, oh. yeah, so he decided that he was going to take that out. That was a fun day. That was fun. Here, you know, can I help you, Dad? Yeah, here, take this hammer and just beat the shit out of that wall. yeah.
2: I was actually going to say that earlier when Joel was talking about his house and I was talking about how fun it can be. That's probably the most fun about doing any kind of rehab is the destruction.
4: The demo? Yeah. yeah.
2: You just get one of those. You know, they 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 sell them at Home Depot. Those those destruction hammer things that like they have like the the they're made for just pulling down sheetrock and and you can just <clears throat> rip down wood and anything. It's just so fun. And it makes you feel like you know like like you're just a beast. Nice. Until
4: you realize you got to clean it up.
2: Yeah. And then you look around, you're like. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that now I'm a
2: janitor. <laughs> like now I'm all sweaty and I don't want to clean this up. <laughs>
0: so one of the things I threw in here at the last second was we all lived in the apartment. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I recall about the apartment is uh, Jay going downstairs and discovering that all the electrical part, all electrical wires had been put together with scotch tape. Did we ever try to repair anything in that place?
2: In which place?
1: The house? In the apartment. The apartment, yeah. I, I think for me it was mostly the opposite of trying to repair
2: anything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even do any any repairs in that house hardly. I mean, okay, a couple things in the basement, but nothing major. I mean, yeah,
0: I know we had the magic switch on the wall, though we weren't sure what that opened or closed.
2: Yeah, but no, I don't. I didn't really do anything in that house either. We we pretty much just destroyed that place. Yeah. yeah. We we <laughs> and we 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 were. I mean, we didn't like animal house it up, but we were we were definitely not kind
1: gentle with it yeah Yeah. i mean i may have gotten the upstairs couch out by pushing it over the balcony (laughs) hey i had to move out myself (laughs) how would
2: you do it (laughs) chuck it out a window i would leave the couch is how i would do it oh yeah i didn't do that i pushed (laughs) it over the balcony (laughs) why would you why would you leave the couch
0: when you can throw it over the balcony
2: right (laughs) Because, because once it hits the ground it's no good to you anyway so you might as well leave it huh yeah
0: hindsight's 20 20 all right. What so, happened to that
4: couch? <clears throat> it's, just, it,
2: it's still sitting in the backyard, broken. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it's
0: not. I was there last year. What? Anyway, yeah.
2: all right. He went to a college party.
0: <laughs> oh, Yo, so you're that
2: guy. I'm young and hip.
1: <laughs> Hello, fellow kids.
0: I used to live here. I still oh, would if cops. you
4: let me. <laughs> Let's go pee in the
0: shoes. <laughs> all right, I'm calling it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're gonna take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk about what uh, tools and repairs and all that sort of fun stuff.
2: Now, oh, you know, I was gonna, yeah, I'll talk about it in the now. I, I was gonna talk about the repairs I did on the on the first apartment I had, but I'll talk about that in the now.
0: Okay,
3: yeah,
0: let's do that.
2: All right, <laughs> stop bringing that up. That was one of my lowest points in life. Lowest <laughs> or highest? Well, yeah, drunkest for sure. Yeah. Wow.
0: Alright, so now we are back. We are quote unquote adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see where that we'll okay. see where that arrow lands. Only legally. Yeah. And and chronologically.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: so, um most of us live in a live in no we all have a house. Yeah, we all have houses. Yeah, we all got houses. So repairs on the houses that you live in now. Do you even attempt to do any sort of repairs?
1: In- Hang on, are we? I, I know this is where the questions are, but are we glossing past the weird, like before we moved into our own homes, but still now years?
2: Yeah, because I kind of wanted to talk about the apartment that the very first apartment I got when I moved.
1: Oh yeah, let's go with it. Yeah,
2: um, back it up. That, that was the first. That was the first time I did any of my own type of repairs into a place that in a place that I lived in. Um, I added, uh, like shelving units onto the walls. Um, I changed out some of the doors. I painted the place. I fixed up a lot of holes, this and that, and just did a lot of cosmetic repairs and stuff. And the landlord noticed, you know, that I, I, I cleaned up the place. Cause you know, I don't know if you guys remember that apartment, but it wasn't that stellar of a complex. Mm-hmm. And I, I pretty much, uh, acted as the maintenance man for that, for him, like on the sly, like he was supposed to do all the maintenance kind of stuff. And he, he took money off of my rent for me to like, I mowed the yard and stuff, you know, that little patch of grass in between all the, you know,
4: Pfft, wasn't much of a yard,
2: right? Exactly. So that's, you know, and he took the, you know, he took like 25% off of my rent. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I, I did like basic repairs around the place for him and stuff. And so that was the fir- my first experience with, you know, doing any kind of repair type work, you know, any, any kind of, uh, home improvement, if you would want to call it that.
4: That's some nice shelving work you did. Uh, can you fix the electrical in two, a, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, I mean, I did. I I patched a lot of sheetrock and stuff around the place for him. <laughs> Things like that.
0: Hmm. <laughs> no. that. That sounds like the beginning of a weird song. A patch a lot of sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why that sounded <laughs> funny. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> now, Josh,
4: where did your story fall in that you teased in the first half?
1: Okay, so there was a time where my brother got a used motorcycle uh, it was a Honda. I think it was a Honda 450. I might have the model number wrong. Cause I'm not, this is really not my thing, but I decided that I was going to look at the manual and I was going to help him work on this thing. And when we were done putting it back together, I was going to get to ride it. So I sat down with a manual and I figured out how to do the fuel lines And I completely did all the fuel lines myself. Uh, He did most of the work, but this is like the most work I've ever put in on a vehicle in my life.
2: I don't think I've ever heard this story, Josh.
0: The idea of Josh working on fuel lines is is (laughs) so incredibly terrifying
3: (laughs) to me. It should be.
2: Were you smoking while you were doing it? (laughs) No, the
1: the fuel lines were fine. We got uh, the bike together. It started right up. I was the first one on it. I was so proud. And I'm sitting in the driveway and I know I got to do the shifting with my feet. And I start it up and I rev it and it jumps forward a little faster than I thought it was going to. So predictably, I panic. <laughs> and instead of the brake, I hit the gas again and I realize I'm panicking and I do it again. And I pop a wheelie. (laughs) So I tear out of the driveway on one wheel at about 40 miles an hour, directly across the street where neighbors had thrown out a bunch of branches and stuff. So I hit this makeshift ramp across the street on one wheel, sail into the air. (laughs) And yeah, I come down hard. <laughs> somehow You're like Weevil Knievel. <laughs> somehow I don't get any significant road rash. I get a tiny bit of a burn from the bike landing on my leg and my glasses get knocked off. And I have never so much
2: as sat on a
1: motorcycle again.
2: <laughs> that is that is so close to the short my story of having a motorcycle. Oh man, that's good.
1: Oh my god.
4: Did you guys really not
2: know that story? I did not know that story. No, I had never heard it before. That's a new one.
4: Oh Oh, my God. I wish I could have been your brother watching that.
2: that's the only time he wishes he could have been here brother Mm -hmm.
3: yeah
0: (laughs) and he's like well pretty much like i expected
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that went about as as well as we could
2: have hoped (laughs) yeah my Uh, first time was almost the exact same thing i i literally literally you know it went a little bit too fast that more than i expected and i pulled back on it thinking it was you know thinking it was the brakes it took off and ended up totaling my bike and yeah, I, I spent $900 on a bike that I owned for less than 24 hours and rode once.
0: If that's not if that's not fate saying, don't do this.
2: <laughs> right? And I, too, have never touched a motorcycle since. Like, nope. That's just, yeah.
1: You're being told you're not motorcycle people.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm not cool enough to do this. All right, I get the picture.
4: I don't know. Having the guy that got run over inside a car, seeing the fuel lines on a motorcycle seems like a... A, a losing prospect
2: but. yeah that's the best part about it it wasn't even the fuel lines that got him
4: no right exactly i was expecting him to say like fire shot out of it or something, <laughs> but
0: just the visual image of josh
2: <laughs> no, he just took off like a like a stunt man
0: <laughs> this is probably going to be the only time you get to ride this so might as well make it good
2: as soon as you popped that wheelie, it would have been cool if you had just been able to compose yourself enough to be like, Peace out, bitches! <laughs> he he no, tried I that. Think... It came out,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Or throw some kind of ghostwriter reference that I wouldn't get, you know, <laughs> something
3: like that.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> you know, too busy shitting yourself, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Oh, that's wow.
0: awesome. that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, that's the end of the second half, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all winded now. from.
2: That was good enough to rewind. That, definitely.
0: Oh. So what about did you guys? We, we,
2: st- we still have stories we haven't told each other. Okay, wow.
0: so did you know that, okay, Suzanne and I, we live in the Oak Park apartment, and there was the, we lived there our second year of being married, and we had a brief moment of this marriage may not last. And that was because of the shelves. <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> yeah suzanne got the idea that we wanted to, she wanted to put up shelves in that you know the back bedroom you know at uh, the very back of the back of the apartment okay that was her idea she can put shelving up there okay cool we put shelving went not we got the um little lock brackets those rails that you put them into we got the wood we got all that in there now <clears throat> my grandfather was a um a carpenter. Okay. Him, my dad. Isn't
2: that, isn't that a folk song? Yes,
0: my that's if I had a grandfather that was a carpenter, I'd hammer with him all day long. <laughs> uh, so he was a carpenter. My dad, as you know, is handy. Him, my dad, and I built a boat growing up, like a 15 foot long multi hull sailboat together. Okay, so I've I've worked with wood. I've worked with that sort of thing. So I'm putting up these shelves, and I've measured. I know where they go. I've penciled everything out, measured again, double checked everything, know where to drill the holes so everything's level. Got my level out, got the stud finder out, figured everything in, put in the shelves, and God knows it, these things are like, like little, like rolling hills, foothills, going <laughs> up and down. Suzanne is aggravated as all hell get at me because they are not level the books are sideways, you know, they're all janky in there and it took me forever to figure out. Cause I was like, I've measured everything. What I failed to, to remember was the, the sheetrock
2: was off or something.
0: No, that's it. It wasn't sheetrock. Yeah. It was plaster on the walls.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And no, uh, nobody had leveled it. I mean,
0: nobody had sanded it down the walls. They just slapped more plaster up on the wall and it dried the way it dried. And so it was like trying to lay straight things on, like on foothills. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that's what we did in the apartment there. And the other thing that really drove me nuts about that apartment was uh, there was a, you know, in the summer, had all the windows open. I was sitting by the window looking, just overlooking the street and all that. And I had a, a cup sitting on the windowsill. And I picked up the cup and it was so humid the cup had stuck to the paint on the windowsill. So when I lifted it up, it pulled the paint up like in a little circle underneath where the cup was. Yikes. Well, it, well, not yikes. It was like the most beautiful varnished oak underneath this like beige uh, latex paint that they had put in put in this place. So th- I remember this day where I know Suzanne was at work and I was walking around the apartment, going, "Okay, if that's just the windowsill, every edging in this house has got to, in this apartment has got to be covered in this latex paint." And it took every. E- every moment of my body to not like start stripping paint off of everything. That I
2: did a- that once. Remember that apartment that I had up in Rogers park? Yeah. You guys had, uh, remember, uh, after, after I moved in, I did the same thing. I took all the baseboards and all, every, all the windowsills, everything. And I stripped all the paint off of it. That place was gorgeous. It had stained glass windows and once, one, you know, and hardwood floors. And once I had the, all the other wood show, Oh, it was, it was a gorgeous place. Yeah. And I,
0: I couldn't understand why they would paint it over.
2: Why? Yeah, right? Why do they do weird. that? I, yeah,
0: I don't get it. So, I mean, if
4: it's garbage underneath, I get it. But if it's nice,
0: yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, what was their con- what was their concept? They're like, oh well, I, you know, I forgot to tape things off. Got a little bit on the edging. Might as well cover the whole goddamn place. You know, part
2: part of the problem is they pay these guys, you know, minimal amount of money, you know, to go in and repaint places, and they don't. Since they, you know, it's all about volume, and they just paint as fast as they can. They don't tape things down over yeah. anything. Just, you know, they don't care if they're taping over. Outlets, window sills, those paint windows shut all the time. They don't care. They, they just want to. They need a fresh paint of coat on everything. A fresh coat of paint on everything, and out the door. Yep, that's exactly it.
0: Well, when um, uh,
4: when we moved back to Kansas City from uh, Oak Park, and uh, the house I mentioned earlier on, uh, this this technically was uh, was in the now, but um, um, you know, building it from this the studs out. One of the things we had to do at one point was. The house was, it was an, it used to be um like a, a lakefront cottage. Cause there used to be water there. And um, it was old. It was over a hundred years old. And there was a, the back part of the house was sunken. And my dad's like, you're going to have to raise it. I'm like, what? He's like, you're going to have to put in posts and raise the house up X number of inches so that it's level. Hmm. So we dug holes, three of them in the backyard under the house put in um, hydraulic jacks, leveled it, and then poured concrete into to hold them in place. And you talk about feeling manly. Um, when, when you're raising the whole house uh, to make it level, that, that was a moment of like, dude, I'm a man now. Um, <laughs> but then I remember uh, I was working there 12 hours a day on my own. I didn't have help most of the time because Amy was working and my brother – was at his job so I was doing a lot of the stuff myself like the sheetrock and the tape the mud all that and I I'll never forget um putting up sheetrock little quarter inch sheetrock up on the ceiling by myself and you know sheetrock by itself is sort of heavy and this was thinner so it was more likely to break I'm standing on a ladder putting it up and trying to screw it in <laughs> at the same time um and that took every ounce of of my being to do that but the scariest part of that house that I'm surprised it didn't burn down. And my dad eventually sold it to a couple who uh, added onto
0: it and <laughs> made it a lot nicer and died in a mysterious house fire. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, that's what I, makes you laugh, Pat. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Ran, random arson and killing and death. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, nice.
4: usually Pat's sweet spot. Yeah. Um, I, I went up into the, uh, the attic to string some wiring for the electrical and uh, the 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 house when we were stripping it down was all lath and plaster and had those old like um, you know the little circular electrical things like the old school wiring. Um, you mean fuses? I don't know what you called it. They look like little round oh. things. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was Did up. They in the have, had wait, connect...
0: wait, wait! No, no, no! We're going down this alley. This is... they... <laughs> were they like glass and brass around the bottom? I don't know. I don't remember now.
2: Yeah, like they had like like little little metal. Tip, tips on the end and the glass in the middle.
4: All I remember is they were round and shiny. That sounds like a fuse. Uh, 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 sure. We'll go with that.
2: <laughs> they were round and shiny. So they were <laughs> buttons? They were button strolls? Is that what I you're saying? you
4: see him going into a horror. You got any of these round and shiny things? Um But anyway, I go up into the to, to the attic to start stringing the wiring, and I've got these long spools of of uh the the wiring and I didn't know anything about electrical other than I could, you know, I could create, you know, I could put them together and make them safe, you know, put the little caps on them and make sure they were, you know, not going to start a fire. But if you went up into that attic where I was working most of the time with all my spider friends, um, there was, spider cords. Friends,
2: spider friends.
4: there was cords running all over crisscross that entire <laughs> Attic.
2: Oh, my God. There Come was. on. You can't just, like, I'm just imagining these two young black children. Like, the cords running all over them. And they're all like, what? What? They
4: are on backwards, yeah. Jesus. I mean, it looked like somebody dumped a plate of, like, really stiff spaghetti everywhere. There was just cords all, or just wires everywhere.
2: That makes me itchy.
4: I'm surprised that, that A, nothing burned down. And B that everything worked, but um, yeah, I, I I made it work. Um, although unfortunately the the roof had leaks, so I used to have to crawl up on the roof and uh, patch the uh, the holes because we couldn't afford to get the roof replaced. And I remember one particular rainy day, uh, one of the the leaks I had apparently not gotten. It was raining so bad that it created a waterfall inside. So there was rain coming down in between the sheetrock and the uh, the outside wall on the window and so it created like a an inside water feature <laughs> uh, and it was just going that's
2: not, that's not a bug that's a feature
4: it was going in between the sheet rocks down the window and then through and then escaping through the other hole in the sheetrock back to the outside <laughs> but i'm sitting there on the couch going uh i better fix that when it stops raining <laughs>
0: And I put that uh, one is, on the old to do list. Right. <laughs> now I've, I it's it sounds goofy, but I mean I've been in this house for twenty years. And there have been moments where I have been really confused about my behavior to repair stuff. Like we had uh, tornadoes my maybe six, seven years ago, and I'm it had torn some of the molding off of the off the walls outside off the like the aluminum siding is coming off the wall it's middle of the night i can hear it. it's a thunderstorm the aluminum siding is falling off the gable and is banging up against the window so no one's getting any sleep but i'm like i gotta get out there and fix so what do i do i've i've got i uh you know my living room i've got a really tall living room with those lights in the ceiling so i go out into yeah. the into the garage i grab the aluminum rod that i use to change the uh, lights out on, go outside and I'm trying to whack this piece of molding off the side of the house in the middle of a thunderstorm, holding a metal <laughs> rod, and I got like three whacks. you
2: like a reverse Benjamin Franklin. I know, I'm like
0: three hits into it I'm like, whack, why would I get it I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that is the moment you get struck by, like... Yeah, I w- yeah.
1: almost wish, yeah. Oh,
2: now but- I know what Josh feels like.
1: <laughs> <Thought>. <laughs> this is as good a time as any, because before we get to the house I'm living in now and own, where there are our own repair stories, there was the apartment that uh, we were in, the uh, garden apartment in Fletcher. And uh, right after we'd moved in, I'd say three, four weeks... Uh, We'd done all the repainting ourselves, had a real nice bar down there. Um, We got hit with an uncharacteristic uh, thunderstorm, backed up the sewer, and at like 11 o'clock at night, it started pouring out of the drains into the kitchen. Yikes. Uh. Uh, We're bailing, and we're sweeping, and we're mopping, and it's coming faster and faster, and we realize it's not stopping. I uh, uh, got to ankle deep and was working its way towards the carpet in the living room and our furniture. We started picking up uh, any electrical cords, anything plugged in. Uh, luckily, we weren't so moved in that there, were, uh, there weren't even books on bottom shelves yet. Oh, that's good. But uh, before it stopped, uh, you, you'd go into our apartment and the uh, water was knee deep.
4: Oh, my God. All uh, the
1: way through. Bathroom, living room, everything both bedrooms. Damn. Um, so yeah, that was uh, a fucking disaster. And because it was sewer backflow, uh, we didn't know if homeowners insurance was going to take care of it, but it did. Uh, but th- we had to tear out all the car uh, carpet ourselves. Ugh. So that's Sarah and I with tack hammers and uh, uh, utility knives pulling up uh, the entire house's worth of carpet, basically. Wet carpet is awful to pull out too. And
2: I got, uh, I got the strangest boner.
1: Yeah, Sarah ended up uh, getting nicked on the carpet strips along the edge, which of course were rusty, which required Ugh. a shot. Ouch. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, we, we ended up getting it recarpeted, and the rest of the time we were there, I was always paranoid every time it rained that shit was going to happen again. I was always worried that we weren't. Good enough on the cleanup, and there's going to be mold down there, and we're going to get sick. That's yep. that's the mold thing is the biggest thing. I yeah
0: I get so I get concerned about that. Um, found I found mold in the attic not too long ago. Discovered that the uh the roof had started leaking. But again, like I said, just thank God for uh, homeowners insurance. You know, because you get it, get them in there, and they take a look at everything, and they're like, you know, you get that assessment and. They approved a roof and two thirds of the, uh, aluminum siding in the house. So, I mean, and nice. we, we had the roof repaired and that, that is something we're like, yeah, while well, the roof's getting repaired, we'll just stick around at home, make sure everything after like 45 minutes of it, we were ready to slit our throats. You ever yep. been in a house where the roof's being repaired? Yep. Oh my God. I'm like, all right.
2: You want to know my secret? Just go to sleep.
0: <laughs> See, but normal people don't sleep like you. Yeah. <laughs> normal people can't sleep through fire alarms
2: that that is way too loud to deal with i'm going to sleep
0: <laughs> yeah and the dead don't sleep as well as you do crazy pants yeah i i've kind of followed in my father's footsteps where if i can repair it i i would rather i'd rather repair it than pay for somebody or because the thing is like when like my my washing machine broke down couldn't figure out what was going on you know Took it apart, was looking through everything. Finally, discovered it was a capacitor, like the uh, the thing that holds on to all the energy to get the washing machine to kick in really fast.
2: Don't say it, Joel. Yeah. I was thinking. It.
0: <clears throat> um. So I I'm at work, and you know, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm finishing fixing the uh, fixing the washing machine. I'm waiting for a part to come in. You're fixing your washing machine. Yeah. Why? Cause it's broke. I'm gonna wash my clothes. What do you, What do you mean? Why? So. I'm talking to one of the, I'm talking to like one of the VPs in the company. Well, why don't you just go get a new one? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, they're only like five, six hundred bucks. Like, what? What What world do you live in where five, six hundred bucks isn't only? I'm like, <laughs> this is, I was like, I'll tell you why I'm not going to do it. One, because I have a, a washer that works. It's not electronic. It doesn't have a digital screen. I don't need any proprietary software or anything to be able to, to fix it. It's literally just a mechanical device.
2: But I, I want to o- be able to watch. I want to be able to watch TV on my washing machine.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, it is. And the other thing was, if I discover that I threw out this washing machine and it was just a four-dollar part that right. I could have replaced and threw it out, and now I spent six hundred bucks on a new washer, I will be angry every single time I wash my clothes for the rest of my life.
2: So angry that I won't wash them anymore and he will exactly.
0: leave them in the Exactly. I'm not. Good. no that doesn't work out as well as you think those lab treadlocks right. right but I mean if I I've got and as of right now we have the washer and dryer that came with the house. I've repaired both of them at least three times just changed out parts I mean it's I, I can fix a dryer disassemble my dryer in less than 15 minutes
2: Well i tell you what the, the days of, of Google and searching the internet for how to fix things have changed home repair Oh yeah because I'm no like- more no more do you have to just learn as you go. Yeah, like you can you can look up and get videos on how to you know fix the exact thing that you're trying to fix.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh heck yeah, the the YouTube videos and stuff of people yeah. showing you how to fix things, even if it's just telling you like how to take it apart. And then once you get it apart, I mean a lot of times you can figure out what the problem is. That's how I fixed uh, the the wash machine when um, we're still in Colorado. It was it was there was water backing up into the machine that was smelled like you know dirty sewage water almost and figured out you know how to get the hose out of the back and repair it and you know like i said it's like a four or five dollar part and all it took was time to fix it um so yeah definitely
2: i mean uh, i rent this house here i don't own it so you know any of the major repairs you know, we obviously call him him in for but i don't mind going around and doing like all the you know easy minor stuff like i mean like i you know we had we needed a new stove and i you know we got a new a new one and i installed it i'm like i'm not going to bother him with that you know that kind of stuff
1: and sometimes uh you find a way to turn what should have been a very simple repair into a not very simple repair. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> well <clears throat> yeah, let, let me this is a a quick one, so let me just uh lead yeah. off with this one. I was um in the, in the 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 family house that we had for like 30 years, um I when my dad was on his deathbed, um I was in the process of trying to fix uh, trying to uh, install a new ceiling fan in the kitchen. Because you know, in Texas every room has a ceiling fan. So um I was replacing the ceiling fan because the other one was just kinda old and, and burnt and, and burning out and everything. So I took it out and I look at the wires and all that's facing me are four black wires. What? <laughs> right? So I was just like, huh <laughs> So I go in and talk to my father, you know, who's laying in in bed and at this point he's still you know, he's still coherent. This was early on and uh and I'm like, I'm like, Dad, what's going on with the with, with the, the kitchen wiring? And he, you know, I like, he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, why are there are four black wires? Like, there's no red, there's no black. What, and that was when I found out. I, we had lived in the family house for 30 years. And he told me, oh, yeah, the house has no ground wire.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: Yikes.
2: What? And I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding? And he's like, no, he's like, yeah, it's the way it was built. It has no ground wire. And I was like, do you know which one's the the, the you know positive, negative? Anything? He, he's like, he's like, no, you, you just need to you know figure it out. You got to use one of those little meters and figure out which one's which. And I was like, okay, so what you're telling me is call an electrician. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, you uh. know, I, the electrician came in, and you know, and he, and even he was like, you got to be kidding me. What's going on here? am <laughs> yeah, I being punked? Right?
0: <laughs> Not the code.
2: So, um, you know, that was one of the things when we were deciding if we wanted to keep the house or not. After my father passed, I told Michelle, I was like, you know, between the plumbing and the electrical, you know, the the amount of money we, we would have to dump into this thing to get it up to code. I mean, the entire electrical grid would have to be redone. And the because pl- there was a break in the main line underneath the house. Oh. Uh, so we're talking like $40,000 worth of repairs. So we were just like, no, let's just let it go. Yeah.
0: Let somebody else deal with it.
2: Yep. Luckily the guy that bought it didn't didn't scope under the house.
0: <laughs> so if you're listening,
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotcha bitch. <laughs>
0: Joke
4: on you. I always liked to do an electrical. I mean, I didn't like the idea of, of potentially getting shocked to shit, but you know, uh, taking you know knowing which wires go where and hooking them up and having the the outlet work, that was always a very satisfying feeling.
2: I was just always too worried, you know, that it was going to burn out someday. I just electrical is just I don't know enough about it. I don't want to mess with it.
4: I know just enough to be dangerous. I mean,
2: that, yeah, that's when, how I feel. I could, I could, I could get to that point and I don't even want to tempt myself.
4: <laughs> well, when we bought this house, it was the same situation as the, the first house. The, 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 uh, the boxes we used to call it. Um, You know, they, they, this was a um, uh, foreclosure and they'd taken everything out of it. So it was basically just the, the floorboards and uh, you know, there was nothing in the kitchen. Everything was, was bare there. None of the bathrooms were done. There was the, they took the toilets they took all the molding and everything and uh so you know we kind of built this house from the this the studs out more or less although the the sheetrock and everything was there and the walls were done but there is something satisfying like you're saying about kind of doing it the way that you want it um and if you know how to do that I mean you can you can make the house or wherever you are into what you want it to be but we didn't mess around with the all of the plumbing um, and the electrical we we let somebody else do but uh yeah it's it's a satisfying feeling it definitely makes you feel like a man
0: yep see i've i jump in with everything electrical install the ceiling fan you know cut the hole in the ceiling broke out the wires from the switch did that uh gas even oven jacks up you know here i am tilting the thing out you know it's, it's that you know if i get it fixed i get it fixed if it something goes wrong it ain't my problem anymore because there's head of course my house blows up but you know
2: (laughs) we're on fire so um let's talk real quick about tools um i personally have more tools than i will ever ever be able to use my father you know being the you know repair guy and all that stuff in his life he of course had a garage full of tools um i have so many tools i have sold tools and i still have too many tools (laughs) um I have I have a couple of boxes that are just like, hey, this is a box for tools that I have no idea what they do. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a, a box full of just crazy ass shit. I don't know what they're for, you know, like whatever. Um, and I've got four toolboxes full of tools, plus a whole shelf full of tools and a standing shelf unit full of tools. That's
4: a lot of tools.
2: Yeah, I have every tool you could possibly imagine, cordless and non-cordless. I just bought a. A Dremel set, which I'm in love with. If you don't have a Dremel, get one. They're so much fun. Dremels are Oh, amazing. I have one. Yeah, they are They are a lot of fun.
0: Especially um, at uh, Hanukkah. You may be using them wrong. Not, I'm not judging.
1: I'm just making a comment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how about you guys? What's your tool situation like?
1: Well, when we bought this place, we, we found all sorts of interesting stuff. But one of the things is there was a shed that had a lock on it that no one had a key for until we'd bought the house and had been moved in for three or four days. And eventually they found the key to the padlock and we get in there and we find an entirely equipped woodworking shop. Oh, 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 so yeah, there's a table saw and a couple of drills and just all these tools that I'm never going to use. Um, But, yeah, all all sorts of cool stuff that uh, probably they would have tried to sell out from under us or charge us to keep if anyone had known they were there. But apparently nobody did. That's cool. Yeah, we also found stuff like the uh, lamp wire that was uh, spliced off of a light bulb in one of the uh, closets to a power strip. <laughs> I have stuff plugged into it. And yeah, my dad took one look at it and I was like, Yeah, this 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 can't stay. We gotta I'm surprised this place has never burned down. Yeah. Right? And it's like, yeah, the old man was a carpenter. He was not an electrician.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it held together with scotch tape.
4: Well, just enough to be dangerous, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Made a power strip. I didn't get the lamp. Um all, all the tools that I had uh that had traveled with me from the first um house. Uh, through multiple living places until here, um, I share now with Amy and she's got most of them because she's been doing a lot of repair on her place. But um, you know, I've got just enough to to do the things that need to get done, but nothing in excess really. Um, Although I do have a a tile cutter that I've yet to use because I haven't put any tile on this. So it's, it's not even opened, but um, yeah, you know, I've got the, I guess the, the average amount of tools for a somewhat handy person.
0: I've got I've got an ultrasonic room like like tape measure that I bought because it was on clearance. I don't have a reason to use it, but every now and then I'll walk into a room and measure it just for the hell of it. <laughs> Cuz you can. Cuz I can. It's like it's got it's it almost looks like a uh, like a stud finder except at the end instead of it being flat, it's got a little cone and you put it at one end, you touch like the bottom to one end of the wall, you hit the button and it goes you hear this like a click. And it's the the noise that it sends out, bounces off the other wall, and then comes back. So you hmm. can measure, like, I measure the entire wall. And it's got, like, a, a 3D um, type of uh, calculator in there that you can do, like, the volume of a room if you ever want to. Or you, you're drunk and you decide you want to wander around the house and just measure all the rooms. Um, you win some bar bits. Yeah, you really can. That I bought just because. Uh, that's probably my sk- least used tool that I purchased for no reason. I mean, I've got the hammers, drills, all that other stuff. And I have a scythe, so I have yet to use the scythe. I was well,
2: going to say, do you have a wheat field somewhere?
0: No, don't don't have a wheat field, but I got a He's scythe. That's on the weekends. Um, <laughs> I suppose if I ever need to, like, clear out a section of my backyard or anything like that, I've got something to do it with. <clears throat> But uh, that was inherited. Or if
2: you ever need to take somebody to Hades.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, stand on the corner, just stare at people and point. <laughs> um, We've got a, a laser level. Those are cool. Those are fun. And yeah. handy. Yep. Yeah. So well, actually for the going into like one of these, I don't want to say stupidest, but the cheapest and most useful tools I ever have is a, it's a piece of aluminum about an inch long with a angle like a like a half like a corner of a diamond cut into it like like two sides of a triangle cut into it and pushed out so there's a point and the the whole object of this is you you want to hang a picture you put this inside wherever the, the picture hanger thing would be on the back of the of the frame put it on there put it up against the wall give it a push and the little angle puts a notch in the in the hole uh in the wall on where you should drill the hole ah yeah i mean stupid simple does what it's supposed to do and saves a lot of, you know, uh, wrong place, Nr- wrong place. You know, that sort of thing. I know exactly. Well, I
2: spend a ton of time <laughs> with tape measures trying to figure out where, how to hang things. Oh, yeah. Like you got to measure the wall. Then you got to measure the item. Then you got to measure to the, where you want the drill to be. and Then you got you know, to, you know.
0: There's a lot of measuring involved.
2: Yeah.
4: I, I think my favorite tool is the the handy bar, the wonder bar. You know, the the flat. It looks like a claw, like the end of a hammer. Uh, the. The claw side of the hammer on one side.
2: So I, like the, the yeah the glorified crowbar.
4: Yeah, it's flat and yeah then got the thing we can pull out the nails and stuff. That's the thing I probably use the most with any home repairs that I've done. I, I love that thing. It's like my favorite tool because it's multi-purpose. Plus, you could really hurt somebody if you really want to do. <laughs> Not that I want to. Don't get Yeah,
2: uh, You can though.
4: <laughs> you can and I
2: have. My favorite one is a a, a multi-tool. <laughs> Uh, they're just so handy, you know. I mean, it's a really nice, like thirty-dollar one I bought from, from Sharper Image.
0: Oh, like a uh, Leatherman? Yeah. You, oh, okay. I've I've got one of those, and I will tell you, for the quick, get it done fast type of thing, it's really nice.
2: Yeah, it's and it's perfect. Like you just, you know, I keep it in my backpack. Which I carry with me to work, and you know, and and it's always obviously in my my bedroom. So wherever I am, I have it, and whenever I need like a quick repair on something, just pull it out. Yeah,
3: yeah. I
0: I I I keep mine in my my backpack also. In fact, we had um at at the I I and this is the thing that 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 I don't understand is that I work with people that are smart about things, not about everything. (laughs) So it's
2: like, but they have smart qualities.
0: They have smart qualities. Like we we had a new office built and we're there and like one of the door handles on one of the office one of the one of the conference rooms is kind of loose and it's like you know you can see the screws are coming out they didn't screw them in all the way and you know like one of the guys it, maybe it was his vp i don't know grabs a gun and goes oh man this is loose you know what we gotta call we gotta call the repair guys come back in here and i'm like why well you know the, the door handle's loose i'm like I'll i'll be right back and i go to my go to my bag grab my my leatherman tool take out the you know screwdriver thing screw it back in screw it back in put it back together put it back in my bag and they look at me and they're like you just carry that around with you <laughs>
2: like, like like yeah i'm i'm like paul hogan
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah i just carry it around just toss it in my bag it's got like 16 different things on here it's and he's like huh where, where did you get that i'm like a Home Depot.
2: Like, why is this weird? <laughs> why is this
0: a strange thing? Do you don't just carry, you know, just have this in your bag just in case type of thing? So you know, I it's it's an. I'm, an
2: I am not an alien. Yeah,
0: this I refuse to feel weird in this
1: situation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my favorite tool has got to be the electric Makita drill. Uh, if you need to screw or unscrew something or drill mm. a hole, like it just does it so much faster than you can with a screwdriver. Does yep. it does it have the little uh, torque thing at the bottom of it? I think it does.
2: Like <laughs> I've never
1: messed with it, but
2: it sounds like a feature it, it would have. sounds
1: happen. like a feature it would have. Well, that, When we first moved in, I mean, Sarah was following my dad around, like, trying to learn how to do stuff. I'm like, I know how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> He's already going to be
0: disappointed in me. You can learn this stuff. I'll... He's just going to bring up the motorcycle again.
2: So you'll be like the son that she never had. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Aww. And uh, while we
1: both had to do, because we had to strip all the paint, repaint, and glaze the windows just to get the loan through, uh, so that was a oh, lot I've, of home repair that Yeah. yeah that was, oh yeah. That sucked. Uh, I mean, some of the repairs she's done to the house have been very successful. Others have not, <laughs> uh, the, fr- the, least successful one was probably the sink. She, she hated the sink that we had in the bathroom and she Googled it all. She got some parts and tried to replace the faucets. um, like $250 and five trips to Home Depot later, and it, it still wasn't working, I called a plumber. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I had a sink that I installed in <clears> one house I was living in because uh, the kitchen was gorgeous. It was the last house I lived in. The only thing was the sink, you know, the faucet was awful, and I wanted one of those, like, you know, industrial, spring-loaded, you know, you clip it on, and you can mm. – you know, I wanted one of those types, and, you know, and when it came in, I tried to install it, and I just – I could not – it was – too much. And I, I, I had to call a, an actual plumber and I'm like, I know this is dumb, but install this for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do it, please. Yeah. Uh, on you. the uh, opposite side, like we had the air conditioner when we were running it, our first summer here, there were, was a pool of water appearing in the furnace where the air conditioner area was. And we didn't know what was going on. And we were calling to get estimates and it was like, yeah, $1,500, yada, yada, yada. Well, hundred and fifty dollars and two trips to home depot sarah replaced a condensation pump like just a couple pieces of pipe and a new pump plugged it in and it's been working fine ever since nice
3: wow
1: See, that's the thing i go to home depot <clears throat> i have a i have i have something
0: i'm going to do walk in there buy what i think i need that sort of thing and the person at the register is like all right you have a great day and i'm like oh no You, we're not done. (laughs) You and I are gonna get to know each other real well before the day is over. I've got at least two more visits in (laughs) me. Now, here's here's another challenge. Suzanne and I installed that microwave that's above our oven together, which involved taking out the uh, cabinets that were in there, putting those in. Um, you know, uh, that was a thing. Yeah. And uh, the exhaust vents, vent and all that in there, and you know, we were working on it, couldn't figure it out, that sort of thing, and I had to go back to the hardware store and. On, I'm at the hardware store, and on the way back, I pass up a liquor store. And I'm like, you know what? We're doing this all wrong. <laughs> so I stop in the liquor store, and I get myself a six-pack of something. I get her a six-pack of something. I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. You and I are going to drink one of these, and we're going to start working on this. And God knows it. It has been hanging up there, not a problem, for the last at least three, four years. So that's our solution to keeping keeping our marriage safe when we're doing home repairs is get drunk. <laughs>
2: uh so, secret to everything.
0: Pretty much, really. Are you drunk while you're doing it? No? Well, there's your problem. Right? Seriously. So, what about disasters in the places we currently live? I have lucked out and not had any massive disasters, but at the same time.
4: The 90s, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've had this sump pump go out which, you know, was just a – needed to replace one of the tubing out there. I've I've been working as a trustee for my church. So, like, this last weekend, I was replacing ballasts in um, uh, the fluorescent lights. I was taking the ballasts out and putting in uh, LED lights. So I was, like, rewiring entire uh, lighting fixtures. So – I try to keep on top of things like I try to at least go down to the basement and walk through every well, I've heard it before is like you should walk into every room that you in your house at least once every day just to make sure that nothing is exploding. So I kind of make sure, you know, you know, I, as the as go, up, go upstairs, say goodnight to the kids with the pretense of I'm going to kind of like eyeball things and make sure there's not like a big wet, wet spot showing up on the ceiling or anything like that. But nothing's blown up. Pat, have you blown anything up?
2: No, because I'm ma- mainly because I stick to that tenet. To like if it's you know electrical or plumbing, and I f- start feeling uncomfortable, I call somebody.
0: Well, you feel uncomfortable most of your life, so. <laughs> I'm surprised you know you're not surrounded I mean, by electricians.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have six electricians on retainer.
4: <laughs> Luckily, so far, knock on wood, nothing major here. Even when we were at the negative fifty wind chills, it, uh, everything works spotlessly you know no problems um outside of you know the garage door crapping out and having the spring bust last year i mean that's the extent of of problems that i've had here so far
2: i mean the the main problem that we have is with the air conditioner because you know this being a rental house he has a cheap air conditioner in it and so he's had to spend a lot of money on air conditioning repairs but luckily it's not my burden expense
1: right yeah Josh. Well, and of course, what kind of prompted me suggesting the show is what I'm still kind of going through now. The, uh, wake up, uh, three Sundays ago and get in here, got my, <coughs> got my coffee and I've done some laundry and I have got the bathroom. Master bath is right across from the office and I hear gurgle, gurgle, gurgle from the toilet. <laughs> like, Oh, that sounds expensive. <laughs> I had no idea because yeah, I walk in there and yeah, the toilet is gurgling and there's a black sediment coming up through the bathtub. Yikes. (laughs) Ungood. So I'm like, I go out to check the clean out in the front yard and water is up at the top. So it is not draining out to the main sewer. So it's like, okay, this is going to suck. It's going to be probably a couple hundred bucks. Uh, Call the plumbers, uh, have them come out. They're going to probably have to run a uh, snake through the line. Um, They get here, and uh, they say, well, you got some issues. (laughs) And your house is screwed up, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that is definitely not something you want to hear from a plumber. Uh. No. And he, he lets us know that uh, if he uh, tries to... Compl- he's, he's got a hole open. We can use the plumbing. But if he attempts to completely clean out the line, it's going to collapse. Ooh. Uh, so they have to dig it out and replace it. It's like, uh-oh, this, this is going to be really expensive. And we're like, well, I mean, if it's got to be done, it's got to be done. We have him come out and we figure, yeah, it's going to be like three plus thousand dollars. Uh, they come out, and uh, I could tell by the look on the guy's face when they were doing the job that it was going to be worse. Uh, turns out what we had is what they call Orangeburg Pipe. Now, most people have never heard of Orangeburg Pipe. I know you guys have because I've talked about this at length with what's <laughs> going on here at the house. It's basically a cardboard shipping tube impregnated with tar.
2: That's how and I used to describe my ex. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, 70 years ago, they decided this tar paper was a good idea for pipes to carry water away from the home. And unsurprisingly... for
2: a good five years or so.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it probably should have failed 20 years ago. But no, it failed on me a couple weeks ago.
2: On your watch.
1: So, yeah, uh, fortunately, uh, it looks like, uh, fingers crossed, the whole homeowner's insurance hasn't come through yet. But like uh, when he told me that uh, they're going to have to do the whole thing, it was going to fail in a year. He understands if I can't pay for it, but it's going to have to happen. and It's going to be like $7,500. Yeah.
2: Hey, here's a question for you that you may not know the answer to. Is there a way when you're looking at a new house or whatever that you can find out if they use that kind of piping?
1: Not really, because if you run a camera down there, it it just it looks like iron. Like, so if you're building, if you're going to a house by the age, you might have some concern that there's orangeburg. And uh, if there's anything you could do to check that out, I recommend it because it sucks. But yeah, we had to have them uh, pull up the sidewalk, dig a nine feet down, probably twelve foot trench, and then we had that freeze so the uh, pipes froze because there's no dirt insulating them. Yeah, a couple of crappy weeks, but it's all done, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, just have to pay a deductible.
4: And you can poop in peace.
1: Yes, yeah, I I have no concern. It's (laughs) done. I I have no concern that this is going to happen again. Well, that's good. So, uh, yeah, one way or another, it had to be done, so uh, even if the uh, the insurance isn't going to take care of all of it or... God forbid the worst should happen. The insurance is going to deny us. Uh, yeah, it's done.
0: That's a mess.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Uh, well, I think we've kind of covered the whole gamut of
1: uh, repairs on us here. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah. Painting, uh,
2: electrical. Orangeburg. Plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and we heard a new
0: story that we've never that's, heard before.
2: That's my favorite kind of lettuce, Orangeburg.
0: Mm. I remind me never to have a salad at your house. <laughs> yeah, no
2: kidding. <laughs> Goldberg's cousin.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Joel, what are we doing next week? Uh, so Patrick, what are we doing next week?
2: We are finally doing the prisoner. No, we're
0: yeah. not. Yeah, we
2: do <laughs> you. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, oh, we actually <laughs> are. The <laughs> long gone. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're finally doing the prisoner for episode two seventy five. I've only been trying for two hundred seventy five episodes to get us to do this. <laughs> And the day has finally come, which means that I'm going to die in a horrible accident sometime this week. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
4: Don't ride a motorcycle.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Yeah. next uh,
1: week, the prisoner. If you've got any thoughts about us finally doing the prisoner show, you want to taunt Patrick, or you want to give us your own thoughts about uh, your home repair stories or your favorite tool, your experiences, let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-R-A-P. That's 708-669-9727.
0: Yep. And if you're looking for our older stuff iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and PodChaser. Leave us a uh, review. We'd like to hear from you. Yeah, and
1: they've I've all got the- carbon on me oh Uh-oh. jesus joel oh don't start uh, you started with your ding ding carbon on my hand
0: <laughs> Damn it.
2: and then you transformed into bumblebee <laughs> what the hell does that mean
3: ding ding carbon what is that <laughs>